what comes to mind when you hear the word rich? Do you instantly think of money? Something that you would describe someone else to be, perhaps, but not yourself? Maybe it's a tangible form of the word, like a decadent chocolate cake. Okay, that one might just be me. Most of us, though, stop at one of those descriptions. But my guest today helps us think beyond the obvious and helps us visualize how richness and abundance should be showing up in all areas of our lives, not just our wallets and desserts. Without further ado, I give you the all-inspiring Shelly Wasso. Let's dig in. Thanks for stopping back to What's on Your Plate. I'm really excited to have this particular guest on today. I am here with somebody who has really done amazing things in her professional and private life. Shelly Wasso is here with me today. She is 30 years of corporate sales experience at the executive VP level. She is a multiple multiple income stream earner. She is an advocate and for and has created a debt-free lifestyle. She is the mastermind and creator of Do It Rich brand and training, as well as married to her high school sweetheart and raising two amazing sons. And she also happens to be family. So welcome, Shelly. Thanks for being on today. Yeah. I love that um, the last part that we're family. It's super cool. Yeah, how we connected. Like it's funny how um, just through marriage, of course, but how we are where we're at and with the same goals and going after the same thing. And here we are. We're, you know, have known each other all these years. And I feel like we have like so much more to come. So I'm excited. Yeah, it is really cool to just know a little bit about our our histories and just remember where we've come from. I can remember just being a little kid and um, just seeing you transition over the years into, you know, where you were and where you are now has been really cool to watch. So yeah, it's been a unique experience for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you. Cause that's cool that you recognize that, you know, like when you're where you're at, sometimes you don't, think that people are watching or recognize super, you know, certain things. So um, it's fun when you, it's fun when you hear that. One of the things that I've always um, noticed and loved about you is there's, there's never been like a give up mentality. If one thing didn't work out, you just figured out what the next opportunity was. And so many people don't see um, what might not work out as just a stepping stone to something that will work out. They see it Mm -hmm. just as straight failure and then just give up and they go back to whatever was before. Um, but that's never been, at least from my vantage point, the, the route you have taken. Yeah, it's, um, that's my, like my story. So I love sharing my story and, uh, I don't always like to, uh, it's funny because I had to grow into talking about who I am now because that sometimes feels hard for me with all this success that I have, especially from where I started. And um, so it's, uh, it feels really good because when you look back and you know that you never gave up and then you're actually here and that's what's so important about our stories, right? To share with other people so they see that, there's like, there's an end, um, and a goal and a dream and you can get there. And, you know, uh, the stories help to see that. So now that I'm here and there's never an end, cause we always want more, but now that I'm here and I look back, I'm like, oh, dang, like I'm here, you know, and it's all because I never gave up. Well, take us back a little bit to where your particular story began and, what the roots of your journey are. Yeah. So my mom had me when she was 16 and I grew up in the basement of my grandmother's house. I used to remember, I don't know why I remembered peanut butter, but I always would go upstairs. We didn't have a lot of money back then. 
obviously my mom was 16 and I used to go upstairs to my grandma's house all the time and steal some peanut butter because I was like my favorite thing when I was younger. Um, and it's funny of the things that like stick of what you remember, but that would be my thing. She lived in this big old house and I used to like run up the hallway upstairs because it, it kind of was like dark and scary, but I, I wanted some peanut butter and, uh, and then go back down so I could eat. But um, I, I just remember back in those days, um, you know, I don't know my real father, my stepfather just recently um, passed away. And I, um, I remember uh, back in the, those days, I just remember and have visions of dreaming of being rich. And like, when you're a little girl, you just want to be a princess and you have these dreams of like having a fancy dress. And um, I clearly remember, and when I take myself back and where I'm at right now and how Do It Rich was born, I uh, remember those moments when I would be in the basement and just have these dreams of like having so many things and wearing a fancy dress and being rich. And um, it's kind of like rich back then, was we, we didn't talk about money. We didn't um, really want more. We, uh, you didn't even like the word rich, you know, like rich would be like a word of somebody who was showing off. So it would be like, um, I don't even like that word. People didn't want to talk about money. And um, in my eyes, even back then, it was just more than that. And so um, I never went to any fancy colleges. I was a C student. Um, I got in trouble a bit, uh, probably like many of us um, back in the day. But I always had this dream of like um, wanting a lot of money and having fancy things and a big house and driving fancy cars. And that was just like um, a, a dream that I always like thought of when I was younger and even up in my teenage years, you know, through some of the tough times that I had when I was younger. Um, but those dreams and the visions and like where we're at now, and when I look back, those are the things that keep us going. So that's why one of the things I talk about all the time is dreaming bigger and playing hard is because those are the things and the visualizations that push us to want to like really uh, be who we are and like get where we're headed by those dreams that we have. You know, we just, sometimes we think we're just dreaming them, but there's a way to make them come to fruition for sure. Yeah. Thanks for sharing all that. That's, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of us probably, at least I do, I know, share like a similar story of, it's not exactly the same scene growing up, but there was the knowledge of knowing that um, what I had was less than what other people had, I guess. And mm -hmm. there's, there's an awareness of that based on just what other people may say or um, what you may see that you don't have, but somebody else does. So for you to know, you know, from that young of an age that that wasn't what you wanted your story to look like forever, um, I think was, you know, just a really advanced way of thinking in that it was almost like you were already setting off on the path to change that destiny for yourself. Yeah, I, I didn't really know that until later, right? So we don't understand, right, what we're thinking and the steps we're taking until we get to a certain point in our life. And then we, if you just trace back the steps and look at all of them. And while it might not have been a conscious thing at that time, you're like, well, actually, um, I was doing all those things. Um, and we're just consciously don't think of it like that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> one of the things I made a note to talk about this, it's probably kind of a good time to bring it up now, but um, because a lot of in what I teach is about, again, dreaming bigger and goal setting and visualizing. And one thing is, um, and this is part of my story, so I'll bring it up now, but we limit our thinking, um, which is why dreaming big to me is huge because 
I even look back when I was uh, deciding what I wanted to do the rest of my life. You know, at, at 18, we have to make this decision, which is crazy at such a young age that we have to decide what we want to do the rest of our life. And I remember back then, I'll never ever forget this, but I Googled, um, I Googled six figure income, loves math, less stress. That's what I Googled. And I look back and never would I ever dreamed that I would be making multiple seven figures. And the limiting mindset back then was that I Googled six figure income. Why would I have not thought back then that I could be who I am today? Like, why wouldn't I have Googled seven figure income? And that was the mentality of what we grew up with. Um, you know, not thinking that we could have all these things when we can. So it's important because as we're teaching our children and a big goal of ours with my husband and I was to really change generational wealth in our family and was to never limit their thinking. Like my youngest son has always dreamed of wanting a Lamborghini. And that was something that I was like, oh, you can definitely have a Lamborghini. Like at any point in time, you can have one. And, a, you know, a lot of people might think or say, oh, sure, Lambo, like that's not realistic or um, it's not economical to have a Lamborghini. But let them have a Lamborghini, you know, let them dream about it and let them work hard and buy a Lamber Lamborghini if that's what he wants. You know, he actually has pictures of the ones he wants on his phone, which is some of the training you know, that I do is um, pictures and stuff, as you know. So it's super important for us to really realize the potential that we have and um, not limit our thinking. And the same to bring, hand that down to our children. Yeah, I, I think everything you said there is so valuable. And I feel like one of the main things that comes to mind is not that people might perceive it as an unreasonable thing to think about so much as how do you start it and how do you get there in regards to developing the mindset and changing that way of thinking to not limit yourself? Yep. Well, first of all, I mean, we can't do this on our own. We have to invest in ourselves. It's something that I waited, I feel like much too late in my life. Um, I, I am 51. I know I don't look 51, but- You don't, not at all, it's so crazy. <laughs> lots of collagen, hair dye. Us <laughs> women have a lot of work to do <laughs> to keep it looking good after 50. But anyway, um, I wish I would have invested in myself much sooner. I did a lot of work on my own and a lot, a lot of reading, which, you know, got me uh, to kind of my system and where I'm at. But um, the investment is hugely important. And um, we have to, we have to show up daily. Like we really just make so many excuses. Um, it's funny because in all the learning and reading that I have done, what I have learned is that our subconscious mind controls 95% of our brain. And 95%, like we are consciously only working <laughs> and paying attention and here 5%. So we have to learn how to take control of what we're doing, how to be intentional with our time, how to um, show up every day. And it's really hard to do that by ourselves. You have to really invest in yourselves. You have to um, find mentorship, accountability partners. Um, it's just, we, it's, it's really tough to do it you know, on your own. I mean, I did a lot of reading of books and personal development and never realized what I was creating was even something that I could teach until I hired mentors. Um, it was stuff I was doing on my own that I just didn't even realize uh, 
um, how impactful it was until somebody opened my eyes to that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's mm-hmm. you know that idea of just making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that are challenging you and not just keeping you in the same space that you've always mm-hmm. been in. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So how did you how did you get to the point where you developed the mindset of multiple income streams? And mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about what that means. Explain to yeah. us what that actually is. I um, I really thought at a, port, a point in time, and as you said, I'm an executive vice president um, of my brokerage firm. I have been in corporate sales for 30 years. I really thought for a while that I wanted out of corporate. I felt like I was on this hamster wheel, like just working these long hours and like just getting nowhere. Um, mind you that I was making a nice six-figure income, but I, I was putting in so much time and I just felt exhausted um, all the time. I was traveling. I wasn't home. I just wasn't like feeling um, like who I wanted to be. And I thought that I wanted out of corporate. And so during that time, after maybe, maybe like 12-ish years of doing corporate or so, um, I tried other businesses, you know, like chatted with my husband and I'm like, we need to try some other things because I I don't know that I could do this the rest of my life. And so tried other businesses. Our kids were in full-time travel sports. We opened a diamond jewelry store on Jewelers Row, like a physical location. Um, We were doing all the things and I was fitting all the things in. Like, I'm like, dang, how am I fitting all this stuff in? Because I'm fitting in way more than I would have ever. But at that point, I was determined to like find what I was meant to do. So I was going to fit it all in. So one, I know you can fit it all in because we traveled all over with our kids and travel sports. We opened and tried different businesses. I was still working. My husband was working. We were doing all these things. So I know you could fit it in. And what I realized um, before Do It Rich was born is that it wasn't that I wanted out of corporate. It was that I needed to find richness in all areas of my life. There was negativity in other buckets of my life that was creating, um, wasn't creating richness. And so sometimes we think we want out of something when really we haven't done the work in all the areas of our life to bring richness. That's why I love the word rich, which is not just about money, even though I love money and I love the word rich for that reason. It's about creating abundance and happiness and richness in all areas of our life. And we have to work on those other buckets just as hard as our work bucket and our health bucket. And when you get rid of that negative energy from the other areas of your life, it changes you. And so I realized at that point in time, one, I could fit all these other things in because I did it. And um, I was feeling positive in this different energy um, once I was working on myself. And I realized um, that corporate was where I wanted to stay and what I needed to do. And I can create other things like my do it rich business. And uh, my husband and I have other uh, things that we do, investments and stuff. And then it's funny because the money just followed. I created richness in all the areas of my life. And then my business just like eight times what it was, you know, back then. And it was over a period of time for sure. It didn't happen overnight, but it, it was taking control of, uh, I took control of my brain and my future and worked in all these buckets and then, uh, realized I just had to find the richness. That is the most amazing, uh, explanation and description. And I just love it because you radiate that energy. Mm-hmm. And it, it just shows, goes to show if you are putting the work in mm-hmm. that 
the things that you want, the things that you're manifesting, they will show up for you. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think people have such a, why do you think people have such a hard time showing up for themselves? I think because, um, we're so, we're so focused on the wrong things that here's one of my favorite quotes from Zig Ziglar. Um, let me think exactly how the quote goes. We spend more time planning the wedding than we spend planning our marriage. I am going to say that one more time. We spend more time planning the wedding than we do planning our marriage. We are focused on the wrong things. And because we're focused on the wrong things, it's hard to show up for ourselves. Um, why are not we not designing and planning the blueprint of our life? Um, because no one teaches us that at a young age. We, you know, we just learn that after we fail multiple times that we have to just figure things out. And so I think that it just needs to be taught uh, sooner. It's not just something someone needs to show us. Like if you are going to make a blueprint of the house that you want to build, you have to hire the architect and the construction guys and you, you get to design it and pick what you want in all the rooms, but you still have to hire the people. So I just think that we just don't see it just because um, we don't allow ourselves because we're just taught all the wrong things uh, from an early, from early on. Yeah. I'm not, I feel like I'm not saying taught all the wrong, we, like in my house, there was so much love. There were two things that I always had that I feel like just got me through everything was there was so much love. Um, while we might not have had it all together, we had so much love and love reminds me of accountability you know, like having the people there who just always are like, you can do this, um, encouraging. Um, but you, that can't just be the only thing, you know, that gets us through everything. We have to do all the other steps, uh, to move forward. Yeah, I would agree. You know, and what you said there about the support and love, I feel like that is a really big, big component of anything anyone is trying to, pursue because we really can get caught up in the naysayers around us. And that goes back mm -hmm. to that, you know, surround yourself with the mentors and the inspirational people and the teachers and the coaches that are cheering for you um, while blocking out those that are not is so important. You said too about the just generational uh type of learning too, like what we taught, what we were taught when we were younger. I feel like some of that has to do with just the different generations too, because I feel like women like you and I later, I don't want to say late in life, not like we're old, but you know, uh, at this point in our lives, after we've been in the work field for many years and have families and that it's almost like you get to a point where you're shifting and stepping into something different and manifesting more of what you actually want versus just the rat race of, I guess, um, the clock in or corporate world. And I feel mm -hmm. like at least when I was younger, like that was something that was taught to you. Like you need to go to work and be in that space and climb the ladder and go through the motions and, and, you know, check all these boxes where I feel like younger generations now have more of an entrepreneurial spirit in mm -hmm. a lot of ways. And it's not as, I guess, in their face in that way, I feel like they're learning maybe from us <laughs> mm -hmm. now, these younger generations to step more into welcoming that abundance in many different ways, not just the traditional ways that, you know, we've been told that is the only way. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I do think we just still in that uh, sense need to make sure that they're, uh, we're not limiting their thinking of all the things they can do and um, teaching them how important all the areas of our life are. And so we don't just get just so hung up on um, the, the, 
the work money piece is super important, but so are all the other pieces. And so along the way, we just have to, you know, teach them about all the buckets and how important they are. Yeah, I want to talk about those buckets a little bit more. Um, it brings me back to the words you said earlier in regards to you were doing all the things and showing up to all the places. And how do you do that? And I know it looked different for you then than it does now, but tell us about how you have found some success and peace in doing all the things and not completely running yourself ragged and feeling overwhelmed. How do you accomplish that? It's, um, it's really about the routine. Um, it's understanding our goals and our why, which really goes into, um, you know, a bit of the training, but it's Mm -hmm. understanding and mapping out and designing our life through goal setting in all areas of our life. Like who would ever think to set up relationship goals or spirit, spiritual goals. Some people might do personal development, but most time when we're thinking of goals, it's usually health goals and business goals. You know, we have business goals and health goals, but we should be setting up mother motherhood goals and uh, relationship goals and doesn't have to just be your partner. It could be your mom or your grandmother, or um, it could be um, relationship with your children, um, spiritual goals, whatever the things are. um, It's, it's really understanding what each of those goals are, um, understanding the why, um, getting emotionally tied to the goals and just setting up your routine, um, your daily routine to back into all of that. I'm really relentless on my routine. I have just learned that um, I know exactly what I want in every area specific and I back my routine into it and I just make sure I show up daily. But I do have mentorship. I will never go without mentorship and I have accountability. And um, it's something, it's kind of how I work into all of it and I make it work is just because I clearly understand what I want um, and how to get it in each of the buckets. Yeah, so really spending the time to outline all and not those a New details. Year's resolution. Because if you said New Year's resolution, I might go, Ugh. yeah, yeah, I agree <laughs> with that. That's such an awful. That's such an awful thing to say. You do. Yeah. I've never, (laughs) I've never been on that bandwagon. It just seems like, you know, what can I decide today that I'm going to fail at tomorrow? (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't like that at all. You know, that's awful. But what about the, so I talked recently um, about just, it's okay to disappoint other people in order to not disappoint yourself. Mm -hmm. That's something that original, you know, notion and comment, of course, has come from um, Glennon Doyle. And I twist those words around um, in a way to mean different things sometimes. But at the end of the day, how do you become okay with sticking with your routine and, and your agenda in a way that is most likely often then going to say no to somebody and disappoint somebody else. Yeah. Um, I guess I've gotten to the point where I'm okay disappointing other people, (laughs) but (laughs) The goal is my family. Like, so we really have to learn how to prioritize. This is something back in the day too that um, I had really, I had this all wrong. We have to learn to prioritize and put ourselves first, right? So a lot of times, um, we might've chatted about this once before, but a lot of times we, um, we, we have the order all wrong. You know, we put our children first, uh, we put our work second, we, um, put, um, 
there might be some other things in their third. We might put ourselves in their fourth. Sometimes we put our spouses in their fifth. Like the order is all wrong. So we have to learn uh, to put ourselves first and only first and take care of ourselves um, with our own goals, not looking at anyone else around us because if we don't have it together, we can't help everyone else. You know, our partner, I'll say spouse, but I'll say partner, our partner needs to come second. Like we put them last. And if, if you're not showing your children what um, life could be like, you know, together, and maybe you don't have a spouse or a partner and that's fine. But then that, you know, then the, the, then your children can come third. We're, we're so hung up on putting our children first and um, they don't need to be first. They can be third. Um, it's, it's okay for our children, you know, to be third. Um, we wanna put them first always and they just need to see how successful we are and how we work for our goals and what we do together as a family and and they'll be okay that they're not first on the list you know i have to say i agree with you so much on this thought and i know it's not a popular opinion and it's even hard to stick with even though i agree with you on it because you know it just is as a nurturer by nature, it's hard to put yourself first sometimes, but I always go back to that thought that for one, like if I'm not okay, he's not going to be okay. You know, it's like putting on your own gas mm -hmm. mask before, you know, yes. or breathing mask before you put on somebody else's. Um, but then also he's going to grow up and move away and live his life and, and be abundant in his own journey. And if I just put all my focus and attention into him and not on myself, then where am I after that? Yeah. It's going to come so fast. You know, everybody thinks that, oh, that's years down the road and I'll have time to focus on myself after that. Not really, not really. You were this whole person before your pe little people mm -hmm. came along. And it's yeah. really, I think, unfortunate when you just dismiss that. Yeah. Plus they're watching you more than you know. And what you want is you want them to learn and grow into being the person who puts themselves first. And um, they pick up on things more. You know, I look back because my kids are 24 and soon to be 21. And I think of the long hours and the traveling and all the times that I was away and the sacrifices and you know, what my husband and I did and how much work it was. And then I look at them now and they're just, they're amazing. They're doing so great. And it was okay. You know, they're not like, oh, mom, I, you know, you were never around, you know, when you were young, when we were younger. No, because you, you know, just figure it out and spend more quality time with them when you have time with them. And, um, they're watching, you know? Yeah. And I think you just said it right there. It's really about the quality of the time because mm -hmm. you can be with your kids 24 seven and 20 of those hours could be just you trying to do so many things at the same time that they really, it's almost like you shouldn't be there or almost that you're yes. not there because your attention yes. is in so many other places. I can remember too, when you talk about their watching, and what you know they're seeing you do and what they're seeing you accomplish it's not exactly the the same thing in regards to profession or accomplishments but i can remember um running a marathon and i had traveled to do so i had left logan at home and it was one of the worst race experiences of my life the conditions mm. that day were just brutal and so many people dropped out of the race that day and I could have easily, and I just thought to myself, there is no way that I'm going to go home and tell my kid that I didn't finish this. Yeah, totally. Because I knew that then he would look at me and maybe that was a fear and he wouldn't have, he was littler, but it's like, I don't ever want him to look at me and be like, mom quit 
or mom mm-hmm. gave up or she didn't mm-hmm. finish something. Mm-hmm. So that mindset sticks in my mind in all other things too in life. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that I talk about all the time too, is, um, you know, as we just said, like the quality time and, um, how important that is, but we need to learn to be intentional with our time, with everything, right. It makes us, um, fit in more in a day. Um, but we are so multitaskers to the point of (laughs) detriment. Multitasking is not great. You know, it's, we think it's great that we can do all these things and it's okay to multitask, but we also have to learn to get intentional with what we're doing right here. I used to think I could do all these things and it's great. You know, I'm a woman, I can multitask, but really what's great and what I've learned to do and that I practice so much is how to be hundred percent present when I'm at my buckets of time on my calendar, like not being thinking all over the place because it actually distracts me more and I accomplish less. So the being intentional is so important. And what happens is we're so caught up on thinking about the future and our emotions and why we didn't get where we're at. And, oh, I can't believe like I didn't accomplish my goal. And then we're so focused on oh, I have so much to do and I have to finish all this by Friday instead of being present with today and only worried about today. Like yesterday happened, it's gone. Who cares? Done. Now we're at today. Well, it is Friday, but Sunday is two days away. Um, Who cares? I'm not worrying about Sunday or everything that I have to do on the weekend. I'm worrying about right now. Like I'm doing a podcast with the amazing Sarah and I'm hundred percent present. Like when I get off with you and I have to go to corporate because I have a lot of things going on, I'll be hundred percent present there. But we we're so worried on the past and the future that we're losing out on the day. Yeah, I think you're so right with that. That too is training our brain to Mm -hmm. really be in the moment. And that's getting back to where you say you were in charge of your brain. Your brain is not in charge of you. Yeah. And it ties back to the goals and visualizing, because if you know your goals and your why, and you understand your routine of why you're doing it, then it's easier to be intentional with your time. It all ties in together um, when you really like put it all into practice and not put it into practice for a week, but put it into practice, like literally every day. A lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I know that, um, we, I I know I want you to share about do it rich and how that is something that you manifested and what you're doing with it and how it has empowered and helped level up so many people share with us just that part of your journey and how you're taking what you know and sharing the magic of it. Yeah. So I, Again, I originally would have never thought to to teach this. It was a system that I really worked on hard, um, you know, after the whole corporate hamster wheel, where I was like, I need to figure this out and did a a lot of uh, reading and researching and kind of was, had this system on my own. And then I invested in some mentorship My mentor that I have now, who I love so much, Danelle Delgado, she uh, came to my, uh, she came to our Michigan house and did, I did like a VIP weekend with her. I invested a lot of money, like money that I never thought I would invest in myself was like a big investment for me. And I was, but I'm like, I, I need to figure things out. And she listened to my story and she's like, you need to teach this. People need this in their lives. And um, what I was really missing from corporate was like impacting women. It was like, now that I realize I, I love what I do and I'm having so much success, a part of what I can't get from corporate is um, impacting women and giving back. 
so the mission with uh so do it rich was born in our michigan uh house over a weekend she is uh a genius when it comes to developing brands and uh figuring out like next next steps for people um so do it rich was born there and um the mission is really to create a movement to empower women to find richness in all areas of their life and the um that's the impact of like what i really want to focus on the second half of my life and um you know something that i just love because it's something that i was doing it's something that uh got me where i am it's uh my story ties into it and um i'm excited for all of it i'm always so excited to just watch everything you're doing the things that you post and videos you share of just the knowledge and the tidbits of the wisdom that you have to share um, yeah. remembering my own experience with your course, I really just took so much away from just everything you taught me in regards to, and I don't, I don't want to give too much of it away just in this, in this recording, but just being more mindful and intentional, like you've talked about and focusing on the different buckets of our lives in a way that really helps us visualize and understand how to get to our goals, like how to actually yeah. achieve them. Yeah, I mean, there's studies out there, if you've looked it up, that show that um, if you write down your goals, you visualize them and read them. Reading is not part of the goals, but that's something I like to add in. You're 90% more likely to achieve your goals. So it kind of, if you're 90% more likely to achieve your goals, and you have goals, let's hope you all have goals. And if not, maybe you just don't know how some people aren't sure how to figure out what those goals are or how to stretch them or what to do, which that's why um, you might need mentorship. But if you're 90% more likely to achieve them, then why wouldn't you do what the statistics say, you know, and it's because life happens. Um, which is why you need the accountability. So my movement and what I want for every woman is to find richness in their relationships, richness in their health, in their money, in their like personal development, in their motherhood, and like all of it, you know, um, all of it. So that's my goal. Well, you have influenced me and so many others and I just, I love what you're doing. Mm. And I, like I said, I love watching you and tell us where we can find you. Um, of course, all over the socials. So Facebook, Instagram, I am now on TikTok. Nice. <laughs> Branching out. Uh, there's, I've been working with some social media people and actually TikTok is like the up and coming. Um, but definitely the best to learn more about me or my course is ShellyWasso.com. All my social media handles are Shelly Wasso. Uh, my website, ShellyWasso.com, uh, has information about my course and a way to reach out. There's some a free uh, How to Dream Bigger PDF on there. And um, yeah, my story's on there as well. So cool. Before you go, tell us what is one thing that everybody can start with every day to be more mindful and empower themselves? Gratitude. That's so um, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> write 10 things a day on why you're amazing. It's super hard to write gratitude about yourself. And uh, one of the things, a part of my course, which is, of course, a part of 
um, I learned this from my mentor is where I started writing gratitude. And I never really thought gratitude would change me, but it, it has, and it, it shows up in more ways than you can even imagine. But what I'll never forget is um, when I had a hard time, I'm a corporate girl. So showing while you might look at me now and be like, oh, she's so great on social media. Well, you should have seen me when I first started because um, <laughs> it was horrible. And I also have a really hard time talking about myself and how successful I am because I don't feel like it's, um, while we might feel like it's bragging, my mentor would say, are you kidding me? You're um, like a kick. I don't know if I could squ- swear on yeah, this absolutely. podcast. This but... is Sarah's podcast. You can swear <laughs> on what's on your plate. <laughs> You're a badass woman and you need to show people why you are a badass. And so um, it's funny. So she was like, you're going to write a hundred things of why you're a badass. And I was like, oh my God, are you kidding? So every day I'm like trying to write and I'm like, what am I going to say? And so if I were to tell anyone, if you need to help yourself or empower yourself, writing gratitude is amazing but start out and write 10 things a day of why you're, why you're amazing. It's a hard thing to do. Um, but there's so many things that if you really just dig deep into it of why, uh, just the little things, the big things the inside things are just, just so much that we just don't realize about ourselves. And it just makes you feel good, you know, when you're done doing it feels awkward at first, but it empowers you when you start really looking back and then you go read it and you're like, okay, I am a badass. Yeah. You you know what you are. And I love hearing you say that out loud. (laughs) Well, so just for the benefit. (laughs) So are you and other, you know, women who are like trying to find their way and they're not sure they need to write about themselves. Like, cause there's so many great qualities about women and they just, just don't realize how great they are and they need to see it for themselves and write it down and reread it. I often feel like the best thing that we can do for ourselves, for our self-esteem and our mindset is to be for ourselves, what we think other people should be for us Mm -hmm. and telling yourself that you're a badass and writing your gratitude list for what you're actually reflecting on of yourself, Mm -hmm. I think is just exactly that. And you're right. It is empowering. I've done it and, um, I continue to do it and it is awkward sometimes, but it's a practice like anything else. And the more you do it, uh, the better you get at it. And the more that you just start to say, yeah, you know what I I am, I'm capable. I am able, I'm competent. I'm a badass. Yeah. The other thing too, before we close out is a suggestion. Um, we, we don't do this enough either and uh, reward ourselves for um, things that we accomplish. And I think we might be like, oh yeah, I had a great year, I'm gonna go on vacation. But I mean like little things like writing gratitude. So let's just say uh, we said to someone just starting out, if you want to feel empowered or just get started with something, write 10 things a day of why you're amazing. And if you can do that for 30 days straight, at the end of the 30 days, like every day, you do not miss a day. At the end of the 30 days, my reward is going to be whatever, a Starbucks coffee or something cool. Like, cause that's training our brain. There's actually studies that show um, when you train your brain that you finish a goal, cause that would be an easy goal. So giving you a goal of writing 10 gratitude a day for 30 days and then reward yourself at the end. You're training your brain. Wow. I liked that. I just got a reward. I finished a goal. I want another one. And so you can really work at, that's a lot of things about training your brain and being in control and rewarding yourself as part of that. So my suggestion would be after that, decide on a reward and reward yourself. 
I love that. Gratitude to ourselves, giving ourselves, giving to ourselves as well as uh, a reward. Yeah, a reward. <laughs> a gift at the end. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much for joining me today. I love mm -hmm. talking to you and it's always such a gift to hear what you have to say. Yeah, thank you. That was so much fun. I look forward to seeing you soon. Okay, bye. bye. Being that Shelly is family, a cousin specifically, I've been incredibly fortunate to have many conversations with her in addition to have trained with her in the Do It Rich course. And every time, just like today, I walk away with more knowledge than I had before. Here were my takeaways today. You're where you are today because you never gave up. Stop focusing on the wrong things. Like Zig Ziglar has said, don't spend so much time planning the wedding that you forget to plan the marriage. Also, last but certainly not least, you can't go at it alone. Surround yourself with the support and mentors you need to hold yourself accountable. You are responsible for investing in yourself. No one else can do that for you. If you are inspired to bring new levels of richness into your life, connect with Shelly. Show up for yourself and what you really want. Check the show notes for links to keep in touch with her. And as always, please share this episode and spread the love. The best gift that you can give someone is inspiration to become empowered. Don't forget to leave a five-star rating and even a review if you're feeling really loving and generous. Doing so helps make it possible for this podcast to exist. I appreciate you so much and I hope you have the best day.